KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Okay, so you're on LinkedIn and you get one of those alerts that you've appeared in a search or someone wants to connect. You get excited, this might be it, the job of your dreams at long last. But then you realize this isn't about a job at all. This is about a date. People have been using technology for dating purposes as far back as we can take technology. According to a recent Business Insider article, more people are using LinkedIn for romance. Dr. Dustin Kidd is an associate professor of sociology at Temple University's College of Liberal Arts. He's studied social media behavior extensively. I think there's actually several things about LinkedIn that make it a surprisingly logical space for people to do this. And I'm by no means encouraging anyone to do this, but people are going to make up their own minds about that. I'm Matt Liad, and today on KYW News Radio In Depth, sponsored by your Delaware Valley Honda dealers, get a deal you'll like on a Honda you'll love. LinkedIn and dating, how much is this happening behind the scenes, and why could the platform actually lend itself to matchmaking? What was your introduction to the idea that people are using LinkedIn? as a dating app. Was this something like you came across anecdotally? Did somebody bring it to your attention? Kind of how did you become aware of it? So I do study social media, but I don't study dating patterns on social media. I primarily study how people use social media for either political activism or identity politics or social movements. And that resulted in a book that I wrote called Social Media Freaks that came out a few years ago. But it put me out there as a kind of social media expert. And so A few months ago, a reporter from Business Insider came to me and asked if I would comment on a story she was doing about people who were using LinkedIn for dating purposes. And a little red flag went up for me and I said, well, hold up. How do we know it's actually happening? Do you have evidence that it's happening? Is there a, a new data that's been released saying that it's happening? Or is there some other reason why you're doing this story? And the motivation behind the story was actually some anecdotal evidence that she had from talking to people who who she quoted in a story she produced for Business Insider, where they talked about this experience that they'd had. So we we know that it's happening anecdotally. And I was asked to comment on uh, what we might know or about why that happens and how it happens. I certainly don't know the rates at which it happens, but knowing what people do on social media and how determined people are to date in general, I'm not at all surprised that that it's happening. So I I don't necessarily have any doubt that it's happening, but I also don't necessarily know that it's happening at a large rate. So it sounds like it is more the trying to date, trying to meet new people is going to happen and any vehicle will do when it comes to social media. Like obviously, you know, your, your dating apps, but even past that Facebook, anything that has an ability to, to DM, uh, I would guess is kind of a, it's an opening, right? Yes. So uh, certainly the the DM functionality is a key part of it. I think there are aspects of each platform, each technology that shape the ways in which it gets used for dating purposes. But people have been using technology for dating purposes as far back as we can take technology. So whether it's just like using the car to go to a drive-in movie, that's using technology for dating purposes. In the 1980s, people were doing those VHS dating services where they would record little clips of themselves and then somebody else would come in and watch all the tapes and figure out who they wanted to go on a date with. So this is nothing nothing new. In the 1990s, we saw uh, uses of uh, platforms like classmates.com being used to reconnect with old claims. 
in the early aughts, it was Friendster and MySpace, and then eventually Facebook and Twitter that were getting used for these purposes. So people have been sort of hacking technology for dating purposes for a very long time. There's nothing surprising about it. It, it shouldn't be shocking per se. But if somebody approaches you on one of these platforms for the first time, it might be very disconcerting. And so that is certainly noteworthy and something where you might find yourself asking, why is this happening? What does it mean that it's happening in this space? Is there something about LinkedIn you think that presents its own special set of circumstances that would make it conducive for people thinking that they could use it to, to try to find somebody to date? I, I think there's actually... Uh, several things about LinkedIn that make it a, a surprisingly logical space for people to do this. And I'm by no means encouraging anyone to do this, but people are going to make up their own minds about that, about this. Certainly many people have preferences, dating preferences in terms of things like educational background, career experience or career ambitions. And all of that information is provided on LinkedIn in a in a pretty trustworthy kind of way and verifiable kind of way. Whereas indications of that on a dating profile like Tinder or Hinge is not going to be as trustworthy. Also on dating apps, people typically use selfies as their profile picture. On LinkedIn, they often have very well photographed headshots that place them in great lighting and, and all that. So you have a really great photograph to, to check out as well. So I think those are all things that drive people to LinkedIn. I also think that people go to LinkedIn in all likelihood, you're looking for a name that you already know, perhaps somebody that you met at a conference or in your field more generally, and you've come across their name, you were interested in something that they said at an event, and you followed that name to their LinkedIn profile. You can't follow that name to their Hinge uh, or Bumble. I don't know all the different platforms at this point, but you can't follow that name to a dating app profile because people don't use their actual names in those spaces, but you can find them on LinkedIn. And, and you're probably more likely to find them on LinkedIn at this point than on something like Facebook or Twitter, because LinkedIn has remained so consistent, even as there's been so much variation on those other platforms. And so I think that uh, LinkedIn is going to get that traffic as well. I think a lot of people might look at LinkedIn as kind of a firewall, like there's me on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, but the me on LinkedIn is different. That's professional me, and I try not to mix. Do you think when you're dealing with LinkedIn, there could be more downside if somebody takes something the wrong way or somebody isn't interested or thinks you come on too strong? It's not just moving on to the next. If they really are uncomfortable, well, now they know where you work and now they know what you do. And it would seem to me that you've I mean, you got to be careful in any yeah. space. But here, things could really unravel quickly. I mean, I, I would certainly emphasize first and foremost that you need to be careful in, in, on any of these platforms. And so responsible and mature behavior when you're approaching another person when it comes to something like dating or romance is really important on any platform. And I say that because we know that there's a lot of immature, irresponsible behavior happening in all these spaces and, and, and behavior that I, I think goes beyond consent. Like you, you need to read the room. You, you need to take note of how people are responding to you, including whether or not they are not responding to you and, and back off at that point. You need to approach anyone uh, very carefully and cautiously, just as you wouldn't, you would approach someone in a bar uh, appropriately and ask, you know, can I buy you a drink? Not, I already bought you this drink, hopefully. Uh, you wouldn't just sit down at a table. You would say, uh, could I join you? 
right? So you'd be respectful and appropriate. That's the same as uh, you need to behave on a place like LinkedIn. The fact that there is this other information available, like where someone works, hopefully that doesn't matter if you're behaving appropriately. If you're behaving inappropriately, you're going to do that no matter where you go. We need to take a break on KYW News Radio In-Depth. We will continue with our conversation with Dr. Dustin Kidd of Temple University in just a moment. But right now, there's nothing quite like the Honda Accord Hybrid and the CRV Hybrid when it comes to exhilarating efficiency. With hybrid technology and thrilling capability, these vehicles deliver an electrifying performance on every drive. This new year, discover for yourself what truly makes these hybrids special. Redefine your driving experience with Honda. KBB.com's Best value brand of 2023. Contact your local Honda dealer today about the Honda Accord Hybrid and the CRV Hybrid. And now on KYW News Radio in depth, let's return to our conversation with Dr. Dustin Kidd, Associate Professor of Sociology at Temple University. Another thing you should be cognizant of is that people, when they're doing anything through LinkedIn, the environment might not be conducive in all cases to people thinking that you're interested in getting to know them past just something business-like? Well, there's a few different moments in this potential exchange that you want to think about it from. So there's the moment when you're creating your own profile, and ideally you're not creating it with any sort of romance in mind. You're creating a profile that really fits within the the LinkedIn brand, which is, here is uh, my current position, here are my career goals and ambitions, here's my educational background, here are my skills and so forth. And if you stray from that, that's really going to be a red flag to anybody. So somebody who might want to date you isn't going to want to date you if you're posting a shirtless picture, for instance, as your profile pic, right? So if you if you undermine the purposes of the platform, then you're actually going to undermine any kind of dating purposes as well. Not that you should necessarily do that. And I want to kind of keep going back to that idea that I, I'm not encouraging this. I'm just noting that it happens. So there's there's the, the moment you create your profile. And then, then there are the moments and the ways in which you and or others engage the platform. So there's the ways in which people are going to come to your profile and take a look at it. And of course, you get notifications saying so-and-so has looked at your profile. You don't get every notification of every person who does that unless you pay for the, the premium rate. And I don't know how common that is for people to pay that play, to pay that premium rate, but you do get those notifications. So if you're doing LinkedIn stalking, whether it's for business reasons or for romantic reasons, People are getting notifications and they're going to be aware of that, which I find creepy, by the way. I actually would almost rather LinkedIn not tell me that. Just let that information be out there. Uh, I think that their 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 logic must be, oh, you're you're getting noticed. And here are the people who are noticing you, presumably for business reasons, but they they let you know. So somebody might come and take a look at your profile. You could do what I call a a self-audit where you take a look at it and say, okay, if I were looking at this as a future employer of this person, how would I look at it? If I were looking at it as somebody who is interested in dating reasons, how might I look at it? And then, then I might ask myself, am I putting myself out there in some kind of weird way that is inviting romance or something like that and maybe do some, some editing? And again, I would be cautious about that because I, I don't think that that is an issue for the the profile holder to feel responsible for. It's the person who approaches them that is ultimately responsible for that behavior, especially if it becomes inappropriate. Ultimately, you can't predict everything about how somebody's going to engage what you post online. The, the 
best suggestion is to decide for yourself what your purposes are on LinkedIn. If your goal is to get a job, if your goal is to promote your brand, focus on doing those things and don't worry about how someone else is going to perceive or misperceive your, your site, your profile. And then also just stay within the guardrails of the platform itself. Focus on what the platform is encouraging you to do. If you also happen to meet someone and find romance, that's great, but make your own decisions about how you're going to handle that along the way. If you are a higher up at LinkedIn and you learn of these anecdotal people meeting or trying to meet people, and let's assume all good faith, you just hear that it's become a thing. Do you like that? Are you uncomfortable with that? You know, looking at it strictly from kind of the corporate, what you've put the site together to do, how do you think you react to that? For the most part, I think you don't. I think you, assuming that everything that is coming out of that is uh, good news, meaning people are, are finding happy, healthy relationships, then great, that's fine. But don't change the the model of the platform. Don't start to advertise it as a dating platform because that's going to undermine your brand. So you don't worry about that. What you do want to do is pay attention to abuses of the platform for those purposes. Is there harassment? Is there stalking that's taking place in these DM spaces? Last week, we had Facebook and other social media uh, leaders who were testifying before Congress about crimes that were happening primarily against children on their platforms. Mark Zuckerberg stood up and apologized to parents of uh, child victims. LinkedIn wasn't expected to be there. They, they weren't there, and they need to make sure that they're not called to a space like that in the future. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on Odyssey or wherever you get your favorite shows. You can hear another episode Monday night at 930 on KYW News Radio. Listen on 103.9 FM, the Odyssey app, or ask your smart speaker to play KYW News Radio. 